the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I've been doing this for a while. And these holidays, that mean so much to the morale of a nation, are something that um, carry a little bit of a different meaning when we have a government that stands directly opposed to American principles. So here we are on Veterans Day, originally meant to celebrate World War I. And it's ironic to me that these political pimps and whores that inhabit our government now like to wave a flag of patriots to take credit for warriors, brave men, that fight for the very principles this government stands opposed to. In fact, when we think of patriotism... This is the Sean Thompson Show. Is that just in case nobody knows? All right, very good, Bunny. Stop leaning on the buttons, Bunny. She gets bored during the show. Um, This government stands directly opposed to those principles that we are so patriotic about. When we think of Veterans Day, we think of all the veterans who fought for those principles. Liberty, freedom, individuality, a republic versus a tyranny. In fact, the soldiers of various wars, some, the last several political decisions by corrupt politicians on numerous levels, deceived very brave men to go fight on behalf of their own agenda and corruption, in my opinion. My opinion. Um, But the reality is, when we think of it, we think of World War II, World War I. We think of all of the, the, the citizens mobilizing to crush the socialists and the communists of, of the Third Reich. And now you have a case where you have a coward in the White House, a coward who pretends to be brave, a failure who pretends to be a success. And it's not just diapers and the dimwit that he is. It's the entire echelon. Now you see the military intelligentsia, and your eyes are open to exactly what they are. Pay-to-play scam artists who've been making money in the back door and the front door and every other way. Fabians who have decided to control society rather than represent the principles they're supposed to. It's hard to look at them with their costumes on as they disgrace the uniforms that our warriors wear. So when you have a holiday like this, specifically, who I want to thank are the warriors. And who I want to kiss my derriere 
are the pay-to-play scam artists of the military-industrial complex who have been working with the Cheneys, the Bushes, and the rest of the scallywag scourge that have made up our government for 20-plus years, for sure. For sure. So I hate these holidays where you guys say, Happy Veterans Day, and you allow the scum to blend in with the brave. And they take credit for something, a character they don't possess, for achievements they didn't contribute to. So you will not hear me play that dimwit and invoke his dead son, other than the fact, what do you think it's like for a senator's son to serve in the military? I remember when I lost a relative, I, I, I never met, died the same year I was born, but my aunts used to take me to the cemetery every day. And I remember watching the friends of my parents and those warriors, those kids who were sent off to Vietnam to fight for freedom against communism when that wasn't anything to do with it. It was to fight for profit of a very corrupt few. And I remember how they had uh, contempt for the politically connected who were able to circumvent that war. And really, that was a war where the people who were desperate, the people who were patriotic, the people who were blindfolded with a flag of patriotism, it was tied around their eyes by the political savvy and the corrupted. And it's happened ever since then. That was just the most obvious. So I hate the idea that we get to say, Happy Veterans Day. And there are so many of those people that orchestrated these kind of atrocities to, to, to the warriors that deserve the credit, and they blend in with them. It's just disgusting to me. So when Biden invokes his son, it makes me sick. Sick. He didn't serve. Do you think that, uh, what was his name? Bo Biden. You think Bo Biden served like every other grunt? One of the best things about uh, the atrocities of World War II to me was the music. But Bo was. Bo Biden was a senator's son. I'm sure he really was in the thick of things. Real warrior. And he gets up there and he invokes him. And it's, it's a deception play to shield the eyes of the complacent Pravda we call a media to see what he just did in Afghanistan, what he did when he was a senator, who he weaponized when he was a senator. They want you to focus on the fact that his son was a warrior, rather than the fact that for 50 years, this moron has made every terrible decision and is responsible, indirectly and directly, for the debts of who knows how many, with his stupidity, his votes, and his policy. And what's the penalty for that? This moron is meandering around the most important office on the planet, continuing to screw it up. So these are long days for me. Because we are entering, we are in 11 months of American Dark Ages. Where on these holidays, and there's going to be more during this American Dark Ages, where we're celebrating things that don't exist anymore. But that doesn't mean you, can distract, you, you should distract from what it does mean. And that is to pay respect to the living and dead, the future and the past of men who believe in those principles and sign up their life to devote time out of their life to go fight for them. 
I never blame those kids who are deceived. In fact, those are the people that need our respect and our thanks. I will never give it to the scourge and the scum like Joe Biden and his ilk and the rest of the morons that want to use our military to flight to to say they're fighting climate change while they all get fat and rich like Millie. That's just me, but I take it seriously. I take patriotism seriously. And I can't stand the scum of our government. I can't I can't stand them. And you think I'm the only one? You see around you Does anybody know a veteran other than me? Do they look like they're happy? No, they realize, whether they say it or they don't say it, that the people in charge have identified them as America's biggest threat. This is the most ironic part about today. I've got a bunch of Marxist, socialist scum, corrupt bastards, who are sitting in an office, and every day they're saying who we have to worry about our ex-military in our own country, the biggest threat to America, our veterans. Now today, they get to go around and say, Happy Veterans Day, and invoke their moron sons and daughters or whatever. It's despicable to me. It's despicable. So when I say it, I mean the warriors, the guys who were out there doing the work, who believed in the principles, not the scum they answer to. Because unfortunately, that's what our military is. Brave men at the control of cowards, corrupt scum. So this is strictly to all those working veterans out there, those working soldiers, those guys who believe in those principles. So happy Veterans Day. How's that for a long one? But it's important to have a distinction because it means nothing if you just say happy Veterans Day and you move along. Because we have to identify what the real problem is and why there is a morale problem, and why 20-plus soldiers a day are killing themselves. And it's because they inherently know, whether they want to say it or not, that they've been lied to, that what they thought they were standing on principle for was a lie. And nobody shows it better than this idiot, than this idiot in office. So when I want to have a good morale, when I want to feel good about patriotism, I only listen to patriotic people. So on this show... When we talk about veterans, you think I'm going to play this feeble fascist pig? I'm not. I'm going to make you feel good. I'm going to play a true president. A few moments ago, I placed a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And as I stepped back and stood during the moment of silence that followed, I said a small prayer. And it occurred to me that each of my predecessors has had a similar moment. And I wondered if our prayers weren't very much the same, if not identical. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I. The armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And I wonder, in fact, if all America's prayers aren't the same as those I mentioned a moment ago. For all we can ever do for our heroes is remember them and remember what they did. And memories are transmitted through words. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray hair. But most of them were boys when they died and they gave up two lives. The one they were living and the one they would have lived. 
When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. There's always someone who is remembering for us. No matter what time of year it is or what time of day, there are always people who come to this cemetery, leave a flag or a flower or a little rock on a headstone. And they stop and bow their heads and communicate what they wished to communicate. Happy Veterans Day. 312-642-5600. He was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was a top man at his craft. But yep. then his number came up. Andrew Sisters. The draft. Twice the man of Pete Buttigieg. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Mike and Union. Hi, Mike. Sean, what's going on, man? Hey, listen up. You know, you, you said the last 20 years. I would beg to differ. These people that are in charge now were the same people calling for government to get out of their lives, get out of the way, stop being so intrusive. And then I have no confidence of anything going to the Supreme Court when you have Kavanaugh a few weeks ago saying that and bragging about his COVID shot. This is disgusting. They are all a bunch of scumbags. Sean, keep preaching it, brother. We need some people in the streets instead of on their damn iPhones talking on Facebook. We need to yeah. get back to the streets and, and create some havoc, Sean. Keep well, Mike, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, I think it, it's more important, and I'm just saying this, to go to areas where you're loved and your principles are are uh, embraced and freedom and liberty is the way. You don't have to go far, Mike. It's just unfortunate because you're beaten down because of Illinois. I hear you, um, but unfortunately uh, to me, they're not worth getting questioned for. These Democrat scum that are running amok and destroying cities and destroying counties and destroying states, they need to just uh, live amongst their own failure, which, by the way, they're doing. You know, they're doing that. Even though the Biden administration has cranked up welfare, even those people on the welfare, they don't like too much when they have to pay for more and pay for more and live with less and live with less. In fact, he's turning uh, his own people against him. It's really something to see. Um, and what I like even more than that is the explanations of political morons who've sat in office, who've lied about what they, their qualifications are, who've never done anything. We've got an 80-year-old, an 80-year-old man who for 50 years has never worked. He's never had to do anything. He's literally prostituted. The power of government. And now he's in a corner due to his policies and his decisions and the Democrat mafia's incompetence, corruption, and failure. The quality of life is sinking for everybody. Their constituents, the welfare recipient, the government cheese recipient, they cannot keep up with inflation. So hopefully when this is all done and they've destroyed the dollar, They've destroyed the American dream and the quality of life. Hopefully, hopefully, then these idiots will understand what they did by electing a corrupt, feeble, fascist. Hopefully. David in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. About veterans, my grandfather was in the World War II Europe. He was in a tank destroyer unit, mm -hmm. and he has a photograph he gave to one of my brothers. 
It's a Nazi bomber on fire. It is, like, dramatic. I go visit my grandfather twice a year in a cemetery. I clean up his grave and grandmother. I want everybody listening that knows a veteran, even if you don't know one, find a veteran today and wish him a happy Veterans Day, whether it's, you know, World War II all the way up to Iraq or Desert Storm. Just find one. Yeah. I'm about to call uncle of mine. I mean, it's imperative that we support these people. I agree with you. Good call. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Joe Dundee. Sean. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was in World War One. Uh, my dad was in Korea. His brother, my uncle Frank, made the invasions of uh, New Guinea and the Philippines and the South Pacific. Wow. Uh, I just think that we're not teaching our children what it took to be free. You know, my, my, my well, the uncle... Zinn, uh, the Howard Zinn school of, of uh, they're teaching the, the socialist, the World War II bomber, who hated the fact that he killed other people, so he started to adopt the ideals of the Third Reich. He's the one who wrote the textbooks that the teachers now are using to teach the kids mm. that all of those people you talked about, all of those warriors that fought in those wars, they're the bad guys. So not only aren't they teaching them about the real American history, they've bastardized it. So now they're making an, they're indoctrinating an entire generation, generations of socialist-minded collectivists. So it's even worse than that. But, Joe, I think the family is something to be proud of. I'm proud that you called. We've got to go to Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I just wanted to call and say, first of all, thank you for all those who served in this great nation of ours. It's appreciated. And uh, the reason I was calling, too, we're at the lowest point now. we got a man in the White House who can't put together a cohesive sentence, yeah. unlike President Reagan or President Trump, of greatness. What do you yeah. think? I think, Robert, when you can't cry because you're a man, the least you could do is laugh. They say, LGB everywhere. Go, LGB. What it means. I don't know. Let's go, Brandon. Right? L-G-B. This means let's go, Brandon. No. L-G-B. Sounds like let's go, Brandon. I guess. L-G-B. All right. Let's go, Brandon. I am Cornelio. Chant. L-G-B. Right wing and left wing. L-G-B. So you know the thing. L-G-B. If you don't sing that fact. And you play black. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. FJB. Let's go, Brandon. I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. We'll be back after this. All right, before I move on and prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that this isn't happenstance, what the Biden administration is doing is sabotage. This is very intentional to destroy the quality of your life because they know once they do, they now have you on bended knee. In fact, they're releasing articles that talk about how inflation is good for you. I can't wait to read you this article by some putz named John Schwartz. Joe in Kenosha is first, however. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? 
Good. I want to say happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you. I did move out of uh, Illinois, too. That's why I'm in Kenosha. So I've been here now for eight months. Wonderful. Proud of you. And uh, <laughs> I listen to you about it all the time. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, my I was in, I joined the military in 1983 and did most of my time in the reserves. And I, I retired. Uh-huh. Got my 20 in. And I got a, a son now who went through the Naval Academy. And he's going through flight training. And he's going to fly to V-22 uh, Osprey. Uh, probably not until probably sometime next year. But as everything has been going on, I think that in the Naval Academy, when he graduated in 2019, I think that was the end, the actual end of the highest standards that they had because everything was going downhill from here. I couldn't agree um, more with you. This is what happens when you put people in charge of a government who hate the principles of the country they're uh-huh. supposed to govern. And it's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a low morale, it's a palpable disgust, and it's obvious whether people want to speak it or not. You have the corrupt cowards in charge of brave men, and it's going to end poorly, as it always does when these kind of fascists, corrupt collectivists, are in charge of anything. It ends badly. And, uh, and I hope that your son is safe. Yeah, and there was that interview with those three women who were at the West Point, and they just got out because they said, this is not the military we were, we were expecting to go into. They're teaching us all the wrong things, and it has nothing to do with protecting the country. And, Joe, it's been going on since World War II, and the reality is that um, the people who are in charge, war is their business. Conflict is where they make the most money. They don't mind paying thousand percent increases on goods and it's a really terrible system that we were warned about after world war ii it's a terrible system yeah and we didn't heed the warning and now we've got it and now you've got little fascists and demagogues who are going to turn warriors into social justice warriors and that's going to be the movement for the next three and a half years it's terrible yeah, and he's he's got he's got his training he has to finish, and maybe after we get closer to the next election, he might have a turnaround. He's a smart kid, though. He'll know if there's a way to get out when things are really down to crapper. His kid was well, reading old. books on all every single word you can think about when he was in grade school. Yeah. So he knows what. Well, here, if he's really smart, tell him to tell him to put his sister's skirt on. Tell him he feels like a tra- he's transgendering. They'll make him a fracking admiral. It's a really good play. The pension's got to be phenomenal. Thank you, Joe, for the call. Hope you and your son are safe. Hope in Mundelein. Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, I I think that saying thank you to the uh, military, uh, the veterans, is wonderful. And I have two sons that served, and I'm so proud of them. I'm proud of them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have one that was in for 17 and one that was in for four because he was wounded. So, Is he all right um, now? He is. He's good. PTSD, but other than that, he's really good. Keep him safe. Um, Keep him proud. I do. He's got to be I proud do. of himself. Tell him, don't get, don't get wrapped up in the failures of politicians and the decisions you know, that the cowards is. and the corrupt make to be proud of himself because he did it for the right reasons. That's what these guys got to focus on. You know, I think there's a certain loss they feel because they realize everything they believed in, what they really went and fought for and did things they normally wouldn't do for, 
They were being lied to. That's hard to live with. But it, 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 focus it, that it, anger it, where it should be. Yeah. He, his unit lost more um, guys to suicide when they came home than they did in Afghanistan. So this is really hard on him. Um, but we, we also need to, to thank the people who um, have these uh, uh, charities and work with the veterans. Um, they do, some of them do such a good job. Um, couldn't agree more with you, Hope. I couldn't agree more. Work with you. so hard to help these guys. Um, well, I work as a volunteer at a place, and it is just wonderful. Well, we're all very appreciative for your sacrifice and your son's sacrifice, and uh, stay in touch, all right? Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. All right, now we're going to... Uh, I want to I tell you something that's bothering me. When we hear the news reports of inflation, I almost am, am disgusted with the fact... It's the same thing over and over again. It's the same thing. When you hear that they're going to pass the bill, they pass the bill and all this, I want you to focus on something. In the month of October, the government set another record, another record for revenue of money that it extorted from the economy. $283,927,000,000. It is an all-time record in one month in what they call revenue, which is really the penalty for us to have commerce. That's what taxes are. It's a penalty. To exchange goods and services, to go to work, you're penalized. $283,927,000,000, which just a few short years ago was a number that people in the know thought unobtainable, the kind of revenue into a government. Here's the problem. The Biden follies, the Biden cabal of corruption spent $448 billion. $983 million. So you remember when old lady face Mitch McConnell? You know, old lady face, he's got those saggy jowls. Looks like he never shaved in his life because he's got that feminine skin. When he gave half a trillion dollars, that was just what they spend in a month. In a month. So you want to know about inflation and what the Fed is going to do and are they going to taper and are the rates? This is a destruction of bankruptcy. And we are on the path intentionally. The Biden collectivist corrupt scum and the Democrats in total, in total, know that it's bankruptcy is their goal. Because the worse things get, the larger they get. That's exactly why they, this is happening. And it's just everyone knew what would happen. And you just had 13 Republicans vote to give this idiot... More debt. By the way, you talk about bills. Bills. It's going to be $1.8 trillion. It's going to be $3.8 trillion. They're lying because that's all they know how to do. When their lips are moving and they're in a Brooks Brothers suit, the political whores are lying to you with their side parts and the girl who pretends to work in the office, that's their, their side girl. It's all a lie. All they got to do is get it passed. And when it's passed, what they understand is it's debt. They can't keep up with the spending. They took in more than they ever thought, and they nearly spent double. So when they print up this money, the result is prices of everything go up. It's not, 
as complex as they'd have you believe. This is what failure looks like on a government, mag, on a magnificent scale. This is the macro picture of government policy failure. And their decision is just to keep doing it. How do you think it's going to end? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Our listeners that come to us from such socialist utopias as the Soviet Union, the Eastern Bloc, as the South American hellholes of socialism, they understand what we're living through because they already were through it or their ancestors told them about it. It's crucially important you understand this. So the actions of the regime of the Fourth Reich are not accidental. They're very intentional. Because what they understand, who survives in a socialist country is only the government and the government corrupted. It's the splitting of society. Where even if you are wealthy to a certain extent, you can afford it for a while, but ultimately you cannot. Because at the same time, what's implemented is confiscatory income taxes on all kinds of wealth you made decades ago. And as you hear the policies and the plans of the Fourth Reich, represented by diapers, know that that's the plan. It is an all-front assault on American economic stability and wealth. Their goal is to destabilize and to destroy. So when I hear this feeble moron read from some shaky cue card, it's nauseating. And the irony is people have more money now. Because of the first major piece of legislation I passed. It all got checks for $1,400. You got checks for a whole range of things. If you're a mom... Yeah, $1,400. The reason you got inflation is because people got checks for $1,400. The only people stupid enough to believe this are stupid enough to have voted for them. That's why I, I, I almost take a certain schadenfreude, joy, in watching the city collapse of the Democrat sewer, the prime example of Democrat utopia, Chicago, New York, and New Jersey. I almost take pride in it, joy in it. And you have kids under the age of seven, you get 300 bucks a month, and if it's over, th- th- over seven to 17, you're getting $360 a month. Like what? And it doesn't keep up with the cost that went up because of this moron with his stains in his shorts. Healthy people used to do when they get back tax returns. It changed people's lives. Yeah. But what happens if there's nothing to buy and you got more money, you compete for getting it there, it creates a real problem. So on the one hand, we're facing new disruptions to our supplies. At the same time, we're also experiencing higher demand for goods because wages are up as well as, as well as people have money in the bank. Because of the strength of our economic recovery, American families have been able to buy more products. And But guess what? They're not going out to dinner and lunch and going to lo- local bars because of COVID. So what are they doing? They're staying home and ordering online and they're buying product. Well, with more people with money buying product and less product to buy, what happens? The supply chain's the reason. The answer is you guys. I'll get to that in a minute. But what happens? Prices go up. And that's economics for morons. That's economics for morons. Taught by a moron, promoted by a corrupt failure. And there's the Democrat. That sounds good to me. Sounds good. 
Tell me about the rabbits, Joe. Tell me about the rabbits. Stupid moron. When what was working is what Trump did. Ironically, not just working for us, the betterment of our life, the lower costs because of achievement and the, and the deregulation of very, very specific industries, but it was working for the government. Oh, but it was. Steve knows that. Hi, Steve, on the south side. You hit the nail on the head, brother. That's why we have the record revenue. Remember, we, oh, we can't cut taxes. We can't cut taxes. We're going to lose money. No, we increased business. Our Everybody's pay went up roughly 3 to 5%. Everybody had money. They were spending it. it. It had a return on letting people spend their own money. Now, forget it. Inflation, your wages are down. Your buying power is down. Oh, Steve, are you sure? Because And you're 100% right, by the way. But there's another, there's another blessing in what Trump did. It was the private economy that thrived, not the Keynesian debt. See, because, Steve, what they don't want people to know is they don't have money. They're creating debt and they're monetizing it. There's a corruption scheme going on. The Federal Reserve has monetized with bank deposits that are real and made up, and they're buying Debt. They're buying the bonds that are allowing them to print the money. And they are in a corner, brother. And they don't know how to get out. Jerome Powell. The standard deduction. Yeah. The standard deduction went up to $12,000. Oh, come on. That that, that doesn't mean nothing. That's small money. Here's what you got to focus on. Jerome Powell looks like an 18-year-old thrown in the big house. He's scared. And he's not sure what's going to happen. But he's pretty sure he ain't going to like it. That's exactly what's going on. And it's intentional. And you know how you know? Because the intercept, the liberal communist rag, has a moron named John Schwartz who wants the people of the Communist Party, the Worker People Party, the people who support the Fourth Reich Biden administration. Inflation is good for you. Don't be afraid of high milk prices. Inflation is only bad for the 1%. Yeah, that's right. It's the rich people that hate inflation. You have to be such a stupid moron to vote for Democrats and not be in on the scam. You deserve what you're going to get. You deserve it, you idiot, you butter-handed welfare roach. You deserve it. We don't. We, the good people of this show, don't. We, the people who like American principles we're celebrating on Veterans Day, we don't. We're just dragged, unfortunately, by you to the bottom. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. One of the side effects of an imploding economy is that bad things happen. Sometimes they happen to good people, sometimes they happen to bad people, but bad things happen. You may have seen, either on the news or read in the paper, about the, um, I guess you would say victim, but he's really a criminal, who was stealing a catalytic converter and was shot in the neck by the owner of the car, legal gun owner. What you may not have known is that he was released on a gun charge days before. We have shootings in Chicago where if apparently if you yell mutual combat, 
it turns into a video game and you could shoot indiscriminately. I wanted to bring on Ray Lopez to discuss this and other issues. After all, we've destroyed his career because as a Democrat, he comes on my show. Now no one will talk to him. Hi, Ray. How are you? Tom, how are you? Very good. Very good. So um, how's it working when the nation has its attention on a uh, shooter in Wisconsin who shot three people? And we have uh, the under over on a weekend is 50 in Chicago. And the people who are caught with weapons and in, in the shootings themselves are put on a revolving door. Why do you think that is? You know, in Chicago, like many Democratic cities, unfortunately, and I could say this being one, you know, the Democratic Party has become the party of the criminal enabler. Um, we've seen, you know, you opened up the segment with talking about the uh, uh, concealed carried individual who shot someone who thought was, you know, stealing in his neighborhood, stealing the catalytic converters. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that gentleman winds up getting charged by Kim Fox. Uh, in the same manner as that officer who uh, found herself being carjacked on the south side uh, and opened fire on her would-be attackers only to find herself facing felony charges and misdemeanors for the adult and youth that were actually doing the criminal activity. You know, we we are backwards in this city, uh, and it's in part because the politics that so many Democrats espouse and marry themselves to is one of enabling criminals and rewarding bad behavior with zero consequences. So the reason I have you on, and the reason I like you, isn't because we agree economically. We probably don't. But what I appreciate about you is you seem to be one of maybe three aldermen that actually live among the people, care about the law-abiding people who have been, in fact, prisoners of the system of politics that has destroyed the quality of their life in the, in, in the once great city. When you discuss this with the honest people in your district, the good people, are they aware of what the hell is going on? Do they have the same contempt that I have for the uh, adversaries of the street gangs and the drug dealers and the corruption that has destroyed the city? Uh, what is their intention and what do they want you to do? Overwhelmingly, my residents, my residents who are, by the way, African-American and Latinos dominantly in my ward, wholeheartedly agree with me. And that is seemingly a contradiction to the narrative that we're told constantly that, you know, the black and brown communities don't like police, don't want more police, yada, yada, yada. Uh, That's a lie. That's a false uh, narrative that's put out there because my residents know and understand when I say that there has to be accountability for criminals. When I say that there must be parents held accountable for their gang-banging children, they understand that. They know what I'm talking about. It's only those uh, left-leaning enablers that want to try to upend society by you know, honoring gangbangers and criminalizing the police that are at odds with that with the statements that I make. But a common sense everyday Chicagoans fully understand and appreciate and support the comments that you have to put bad guys away. Our officers need to be police officers and we have to stop blaming everything on society because most of our problems start inside the home. Now Ray, I gotta I gotta tell you, I I read a story Monday that infuriated me. And it infuriated me because I see a scam artist, the con man who was an alderman, who also owned a lobbying firm. Now, Ray, 
you don't happen to own a lobbying firm by any chance and have contracts with ComEd and other co- big corporate uh, entities that pay you sixty, hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand a year to lobby while you're an alderman. Do you by any chance, Ray? I have no other side job. I have no other job. I'm strictly alderman, full time. So, nope, no nothing else. Now this chubby yeah. fellow who, who who appears to want to be a gangster. His name is Gilbert Viegas. He does have such a firm, and he is running for the new gerrymandered district that has opened up. And he is running under something that really irritates me because all of my life I have lived by judging individuals on character. I don't care what color they are, what language they speak. To me, it's character, and I appreciate those people who embody the American character. When I see this man run strictly because he is trying to run under the fraud of being uh, Latin, of Latin origin, it infuriates me. So why in the hell aren't you a good man who doesn't own a lobbying firm, who wants to do what's best for his constituents? Are you going to challenge this guy or what? Well, I don't live in that district, and I believe that if you want to represent people, you probably should live with them in their districts. Um, in I know, the new district? Have you, you know, seen the new district? Because it's huge. Yeah, have you taken a look at yeah, it? Yeah, I've seen it. It, 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 it kind of goes from uh, Wicker Park all the way to... DuPage County in West Chicago, <laughs> halfway to halfway to Iowa, I think. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. But it doesn't include me. Um, you know, and I think that there's been a lot of gerrymandering, and I've seen the congressional maps as a whole. It's horrible. Um, and I and I personally believe that, you know, if you had districts where nobody was the majority, I think that works out to everyone's benefit because then that means you have to learn how to get along with other people. You know, we definitely see that in Chicago's gerrymandered wards where uh, aldermanic boundaries twist and ride in directions just to try to collect every one particular of any given specific demographic. Um, And I think that really hurts people uh, because it gives them a very myopic view of the world when in a city of nearly three million people where there's no clear supermajority of anybody, you you have to learn how to get along and work with other people. My ward is evenly split, split, African-American and Latino, basically. I can't be too pro-Latino or too pro-black because I'm going to offend the other half of my ward, which means I have to learn how to be pro-success and address both equally. Um, and I think that's a, a, a marvelous thing when politicians address their constituencies, different as they may be, equally. That's what we all claim to want until we get it. It appears to me that the city is in absolute and total chaos. I'm well aware of Lori Lightfoot's trickery to take government welfare and mix it in a budget. Businesses are shuttered. Uh, Tensions are high. People are not living the way they did, and nor are they willing to take the chance with the chaos that we call our society in Chicago. Do you see a different feel among, I guess they're your your, uh, colleagues, but the, the other aldermen who have been profiting from the corruption so many people have become used to, are they aware that there may be a problem on the horizon and that they're looking right in the face of it? You know, Sean, I'd say probably a third of the current aldermen are aware of what's coming our way. I think a third of them are checked out or planning to check out at um, their retirement or trying to do other things. And then you have the, the remaining third, which are there and going to just 
try to stay there just because they like being there. Um, but I definitely know that a number of my colleagues know and feel that there's a general sense in the public that this is not the best Chicago we could put forward. And we definitely are not helping ourselves by, you know, giving checks to people who, you know, I support helping people. But when you have five, when you have 4,000 empty jobs in the budget and you're going to pay 5,000 people to stay home, why don't we put four of those 5,000 people to work and actually produce something for the city of Chicago? Why don't we give them a path to the middle class and beyond by helping them do something productive, which taxpayers are already paying for, so that we can help improve our city, improve the delivery of city service, improve the quality of life uh, from one corner of the city to the next. No, we're going to keep those jobs vacant, and we're going to pay you to stay home. It makes absolutely no sense to me why we can't find a happy medium between the two. And as people look around the city of Chicago, it is dirtier. There's more graffiti. Our, our services are on the decline. Our taxes are on the upswing for the next 46 years, by the way. And what reason are we giving our residents who can't afford to leave not to? We are not helping them stay. We are not encouraging them to believe in the city that they call the most American of American cities. We're giving them every excuse possible to want to leave, especially when we don't hold criminals accountable, especially when you can't go out of your own home without having to worry if you're going to be carjacked trying to unload your groceries or shot while watering your lawn. Anyone who can leave eventually will if we don't change our trajectory. I, for one, guarantee this will be Lori's first, last, the best, and only term as mayor of the city of Chicago. I'm 100% committed to ensuring she never gets a second chance because this city can't afford four more years after the destruction that has been done by her hand, aside from COVID, aside from everything else. I hope you run, and that's the way it'll happen. I want to also, before I let you go, we have examples now of cities that took the absolute opposite approach of Chicago, counties and states like Illinois. In fact, I'm in one. Florida has the lowest numbers of COVID, lowest hospitalizations. They they did absolutely nothing in the in the in the form of fascism or taking away people's rights or even insisting upon masking. Are the other aldermen, the other politicians who are supposed to represent what's best for their constituents in their district? Are they aware of the success of the states that took the exact opposite approach to the fascist in the West, Lori Lightfoot? No, I think maybe at best 10, 10 alder, maybe if we're lucky, 20% of the city council supports a, a, a more realistic approach to dealing with this. You know, a vast majority of the city council has followed the mayor lead in using this as an opportunity to expand the welfare nanny state of government thinking and broadening it in the city of Chicago, you know, and that came to a full head when the issue of whether or not you are going to fire law enforcement and first responders, if they choose not to get vaccinated, uh, that became a, an arbitrary fight that the mayor made happen. Not because it was based on science, not because her dates were rooted in anything scientific, but simply because it was an arbitrary decision for her to flex some political might and muscle over a work group that she knows cannot strike and not show up to work against her. You know, all of this has been about politics and control and nothing to do with uh, improving lives, keeping people safe and healthy, uh, or having any kind of positive impact so that our businesses, which are the lifeblood of our economy, our mom and pop businesses, 
can open again and start regenerating themselves from where they left off on March 18, 2020. Ray, I want to thank you for joining me, and I want to also let you know the fact that you did join me means you will never be invited to the Table of Wisdom LLC in which Ed Burke and other corrupt politicians have made millions. So uh, I hate to break the news to you. And when you see that feeble gangster in his pinstripe suit, just tell him I said he sucks. Will you do that for me? I will let him know. Thank you very much. Ray Lopez, everybody. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. See, in my world, I I want uh, guys like Ray to cast off that Democrat monogram. Just say I'm not. I, I won't be a party to this. He's just too good of a guy. I feel uh, the same way about just a couple of other guys, but he identifies the problem. He wants to do what's best, and that's why I think he needs to get away from the party that would, in fact, allow a piece of garbage alderman like Ed Burke, a scumbag like Mike Madigan, to build and profit from a mafia of political corruption that the people have just figured, eh, what am I going to do? When I hear this Viegas, or Villegas, as it's known in Melrose Park, lobbyist, he's an alderman. He's a lobbyist. Now he's going to be a congressman, and he's running because of his nationality. As if the good people of the same nationality who want to work hard, who don't want something for nothing, who want to build up their little companies and have a legacy for their family, and they'll be deceived in the same way so many other race-baiting, race-pimps and frauds have run because they're a section of a race. And, oh, I, I feel your pain. And the minute they're elected, do they really do what's best for their area or their constituents, or do they, in fact, make useful idiots out of them? That, that sums up the entire Democrat Party. We've got to come up with a better system. We've got to come up with a system that puts those restraints, those barriers of corruption, where they belong. You know, as we talk about what's going on in inflation, it's terrible all around the country, but it's still better in some areas than it is in Illinois and specifically Chicago. Those people that are living on government sustenance cannot keep up. They live in squalor. They live in a hopeless existence. Because the very people who are supposed to protect the law-abiding and make a system where you could have a upward mobility, not upward just because of money, but a safe existence, those people have sold out to the corruption and the crime. These Democrat sewers run on a scam. The money that they just got for so-called infrastructure, it's a bribe. It will be paid only to Democrat strongholds. Republican states and Republican areas will get a little taste. The bulk of that money will go to the people who deserve it the least. And the fact that their areas and their roads are bad and their bridges are bad are because they've already been robbed. Over 50 years you've been robbed. Those municipal people and all of the city that was supposed to take care of you, they have ghost jobs. And those aldermen, those are their connected friends and relatives who get on the city paycheck and do nothing, nothing. The penalty should be people go to jail. Does anybody know when Ed Burke's trial is, when Mike Madigan's trial is? They say crime doesn't pay. Pays if you're an alderman. Pays if you're a politician. And there are no real repercussions other than the fact you get more money and more power. 
And you get away with it. You get away with it. And in the bureaucracies lie your cohorts, your partners in crime. And now they're going to print up more debt for the rest of the nation, the good cities, the good states, the good people will bail it out, and it's the system goes on. And it needs to come to an end. I think it needs to come to an end when we take good people who are in bad systems and make them identify it and declare a new party, a new system, a new beginning. That's what Chicago needs. It's what Cook County needs. It's what Illinois needs. It's what every Democrat mafia hub needs. Reject the corruption you've become used to because it's killing you. 312-642-5600. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Up, down, down, down. And the Boy Named Sue, one of my absolute favorite burns, songs. You ever hear that, Bunny? Great song. Am I the only one that finds it funny when the traffic guy's name is Stuck? Traffic is a bear. Right, what happened to Mary DeBadges? I love Mary. I hope she's not sick. I like the way she does her traffic report. Shooting at six corners. Traffic's a bear. Paul in Worth. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. I listen every day, and uh, you always keep me informed and entertained. Oh. I just want to give you confirmation of what you said about where this money's going to go, this new spending. Obama's $862 billion stimulus plan, over 70% of it was spent in Democrat districts. Another thing about the spending, over the past 30 years, most of these spending bills, new spending bills, have had pay-fors, yet we are soon to top $30 trillion in debt. Yeah. Think about the system that we have, both in our regular society and in our government. The Worst performers get the most money from those people who can perform. That's a system that is destined to fail because, in essence, it's rewarding failure. So you have a system, both a tax, a punitive tax system and a government system that takes the money from the people who are doing everything they're supposed to do and it gives it to the money to the people who do everything they're not supposed to do. That is called loser. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. And does anybody shocked by 70% of the money went to Democrat? It's, it's a mafia. Are you, are you kidding me? They're licking their chops at this money that's coming. They can't wait for it to hit. All of these corrupt, scum congressmen, they get a taste. Why else do you think Adam Kinzinger would vote for it? He's moving on to the lobbyist world. His vote just got him decades of favoritism. Decades. So when he's a lobbyist and he has to go talk to, to Congress people from both sides of the aisle, he'll say, remember when I gave you the billions to your district? That was me. Now you're going to do what I say for this company that just bribed me. See, that's how our system works now. Maybe if the barriers and the penalties were on the scum, maybe then the good could thrive. It's just me. I'm silly that way. Tom, Blue Island. Sean, I mentioned to you a little while back that the traffic guy's last name was Stuck. <laughs> and I love it. You're stuck cr- in traffic, and he's going yeah, to tell great. you how you're stuck in traffic. And he has a deep voice, too, and I like deep voices. Oh, Sean, a bit of the... A freak. the the assurance, well, I'm going to go there with you on this. The assurance of the corruption you were talking about 
is in what you were talking about yesterday, the people that they nominate. Someone, that, a, a politician that would be concerned about his what his constituency would think would not put a guy in charge of health and human services that says he's a woman, and he would not put a woman in charge of the federal banks that graduated from Moscow State College. He's in charge of you know, you say enough times, you can't make this stuff up. My favorite, there's, a, there's one, um, her name is Gigi Sohn. And Gigi Sohn yeah. looks like transgendering Meyer Lansky. Have you seen this son of a gun? I'll tell you, he's Democrat. Yeah, she's a... Uh, FEC, yeah. I think. FCC, and she's going to work against FCC, shows like, right? FCC, she's going to work against shows like mine. She's going to work against opinions that 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 right. speak truth to power and are enemies of the state, like me. I'm an enemy of any collectivist, whether they be a Republican or a Democrat. I'm an enemy of of anybody who thinks that society needs to be mitigated and managed from the top down. So my show is is controversial. What I have to say is something they don't like. So now they're going to have the FCC. And now they have the, thanks to Gigi Schoen, they have the ability, because she worked for Obama under the Fairness Doctrine, to also regulate podcasts. So even if they go after you terrestrial, now they can go after you there. And, and, and the Democrats, because they were deceived by unicorns and lollipops called the Fairness Doctrine, they actually, the, the morons that are paying $270, the reason that they need help with their cable bill, the ones who enabled the system of corruption where only three companies control the Internet. It was all orchestrated by Gigi Schoen. Now, her, her penalty for this, she should go to jail for her fraud and deception, but her penalty will be she'll be the head of the FCC now, and she'll go after freedom of speech because that's what they have to do. Like the Third Reich, the Fourth Reich must squash resistance to their failure and their corruption and their tyranny. So this is something that 81 million people, dead or alive, exist and may not exist. We'll never know because there's no voter integrity. Put this feeble fascist in office, and now you're going to have to wallow through it. Thank you, Tom. But uh, enjoy your deep voice. A little weird. Megan, Orland Park. <laughs> hey, Hi, Sean. Um, my, my compliments to Bunny on the music choices today. I love them. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Go Except back, she Sean. leans on the buttons when she gets tired. She doesn't have a long attention span. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, and Misty. Misty's great, too. Um, so anyhow, I just wanted to just say, um, did my shopping trip today, which is every day, um, just ran in for a few things at the grocery store. And I'm seeing some real fear in the eyes of people shopping at the store. Um, personally, today I got two bags of groceries, two small bags of groceries, and a six-pack of toilet paper, $42. Wonderful. I hope you get the Charmin. Yeah. Um I personally, I personally am a wipe guy myself. But thank you. I appreciate it. And it's terrible, Megan. And the people who can afford it the least always pay the most. And that's the system that gets people enslaved and willing to listen to the very abusers as long as they say they're going to help them. Otherwise, how in the hell else could anybody, and I mean this, and I'm that serious about this, how could somebody put this guy? That's just the nature of a modern economy, the world economy. The global supply chains have helped dramatically bring down price we pay for things we buy. But they also made us much more reliant on what happens in other parts of the world. Joe Biden never did anything. Nothing. He's never worked. You literally have an 80-year-old man who has sold and peddled government favoritism. Now he's going he's to lecture you 
on the supply chain and costs. This is a guy that's never bought gas. You buy his gas. You think Joe Biden gets out his little dollar bills? Oh, here we go. I'm going to buy the gas now. Ooh, gas is high. I hate paying this. Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. Joe Biden is exactly what's wrong with the American system. And 81 million people, dead or alive, existing or not existing, decided let's give him a go. Let's give him a go. And then there's the never-Trumpers. There's the never-Trumper scum. And there's the organization of the never-Trumper scum, which actually is getting some play among Democrats. In fact, Democrats admire Lincoln Project pedophiles. They're pedophiles. They're sexual deviants and freaks. And I don't just mean Kellyanne's husband. Or not Kellyanne. What's her name? The blonde. I always get her mixed up. She looks like my cousin Angelo. It distracts me. The never-Trumper lawyer. And the rest of them. These are the guys who orchestrated the move to put the, the tiki torch in front of the now governor of Virginia. How'd that work for you, scum? Because you know what matters to people, believe it or not? The fact that you've destroyed the morale of America. You've destroyed it by attacking the principles of it. Now, hopefully, hopefully, you'll lose in the grand scheme of things. But in the meantime, we've got three and a half years of this kind of nonsense. Consumers nationwide have already seen prices soar on everyday items from gas to electronics. Now, the cost of a dinnertime staple for many Americans, beef, is going up to NBC News course. Now, here's the thing. They like it when beef goes up. Do you know why? It's part of their eco-Nazi agenda. Oh, yes. We haven't even started with the climate change. We're a bunch of old, feeble, bribed, bribed politicians are now going to take your public money and enrich companies that produce nothing. Nothing. Alternative energy is five times as expensive as, say, energy. Oh, but it is. And it's very corrupt. And that's why the scum who sell the windmills, ooh, the windmills, they don't work a lick. They don't produce one benefit to you. But it does fit their agenda. The windmills and the solar. Oh, that's fantastic technology. How old is it? Ah, about a century. Don't worry, they've improved it, though. Have they? Does it work when it's cloudy? Not so much. How do, what's going to give us the, the energy from the magic holes in the wall? All the same stuff. But don't worry, price is going to triple. It's going to be great. 312-642-5600. Cause I'm a gangster love, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, I did you guys a huge thing. I only played one or two of Biden. There's, there's people that are going to play. I, I don't want to go through it. Do you want to go through it? You want to listen to this idiot? I can't even listen to his fracking voice anymore. I can't listen to him. As I know exactly what he's doing, I'm on to you. Loadsome scum, Fourth Reich leader, and your whole merry band of Marxists. It's obvious what you're doing. You're destroying this nation's wealth. You're destroying our freedom. You're enslaving us on purpose, you corrupt piece of dung. Make me sick to my stomach. So you're welcome. I refuse to have that feeble fascist just railing about nonsense without constantly poke, pointing out he's always been a liar. He's always been a corrupt cheat. He's never done a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Trish on the northwest side, or north side, excuse me. Well, hello, Sean. I love your show. I love your passion. And uh, I knew eventually that this would come, what you just said before the break. 
they're going to take everybody down. They're putting these monsters in place. And um, I just look forward to seeing you in Guantanamo or somewhere. Cause, um, <laughs> I love it. I'll be the guy it, in the waterboard. It's, 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 it's not, you know, you're trying to be hopeful, but I can hear that you, you know, it's over. It's really just over. Well, Trisha, it doesn't Because once the Republicans ch- change over, they've been bought out. And, and it's, it's just. There's, there's always over. good news, Trish, because we're winners. And did you hear what Ted Cruz said today? Did you hear what he said today? He said, no, I will make me about it. Texas will secede before I let America take it down. Now, Trish, that kind of thing is a, that's a senator saying that. That's a senator. That's a serious. But that's that a, means we're going backwards to civil war. No, Once no, no. the church altered the gospel and changed the gospel into an ATM machine. Once the foundation of this country, the Christianity, church bells rang all over this land, and the Christians just dismantled the original gospel. No other religion destroys the, the founder, the founder, the Baha'i, the Buddhist, the Islam. Christians have altered the gospel into an ATM bubblegum happy machine, and without the true Christianity, we have no more foundation, thanks to them. Huh? I'm, not, I'm in no position to argue with that. I couldn't agree with you more. I That's will what say, we were founded that, on. I will say, yeah, you know, it's something that I don't... Um, that I don't speak about a lot, and I'll tell you why, Trish. I recognize that early on, as someone brought up in, the, in Catholicism, that it was a fraud. And I'm dead serious about that. I recognized it. I recognized that people were more interested in extorting God, in extorting the, the, the people who were there to maybe worship or, or to communicate with each other or socialize, whatever it was. They extorted you by using guilt. And the people who did it were failed, corrupt scum. So I stepped away from it. It's not something that I personally um, partake in, and it's something that I see as an obvious fraud in order to get people to put their judgment on the side and to pay them money so that they're buying grace from somebody who can't possibly sell it to you. So I agree with you in principle and in theory, but I also think you you could focus on the fact that those same people are the ones who told you you were not entitled to be free, and you are not entitled to be an individual. And that, to me, is where we are today. But, Trish, you know I love you listening. Did you get the sweatshirt? Not yet. I'm still going looking for it every day. Misty, did we order like a sweatshirt a good, for Trish? Like a good little, right. good little So here's the good news, ice. Trish. We ordered it. It's on its way, and I can't wait. Take a picture of yourself. Send it to Misty. I want to see you in it. Thank you very much, Trish. You know I love the call. Um, Let's go to Jeff in New Lenox. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good. How are you? Well, every day it's more and more like a bizarre world. I tell you, um, I'm with you on that. I wanted to hear Biden speak. It, it's it's cringe, 100. percent But I'll tell you what: the more I hear him talk, and the more I hear him talk about the problems this country's facing, the more he sounds like a candidate rather than the president. He talks about these problems as if there's somebody else in that office that he's like not accountable whatsoever for the crap that we're dealing with. Doesn't ever mind you. It's got to be part of it. It's got to be part of the crime. I don't know, I don't know how old you are, Jeff. I don't know how old you are. That's exactly what Barack Obama did. Exactly. And if you listen, Joe Biden is running on the failures of Obama's health care system. He's running on the failures of Obama's stimulus programs. He's running on the failures of all the previous Democrats. But that's what they do, Jeff. And that's why Chicago is the way Chicago is. And the counties are the way they are. And Illinois is the way it is. And it's the same thing 
everywhere that they rule because they've learned, Jeff, unfortunately, how to profit from their very failure. But it takes people like you, people like Trish, people like Greg to spot it out and reject it. So that's what I'm looking forward to doing. We'll be back after this. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. the kind of thing that I like. This has nothing to do with money at all. It's not about asking people to contribute money. This is something that would be wonderful to do in memory of what today is. It's Veterans Day, right? So Misty just got a text. Hi, Misty. A veteran has a funeral Saturday, and he doesn't have any family. The funeral director in Elgin is a military veteran and is doing the funeral for him. But he would like some people to come. I mean, after all, this is me. There's nothing sadder than a funeral that nobody shows up to. So let's, let me just tell you about this guy. Michael R. Pump. Michael was 77 years old, of South Elgin, passed away on October 29th. He was born in 1944 in Hamburg, Germany. His parents moved to Chicago, where he became a sports fan of the Blackhawks. In 1965, he joined the Army. For two years. Now, that's Vietnam time. I don't know where he was. It doesn't say that. But he joined in wartime. He worked as a supply specialist. He earned the rank of sergeant and received the following awards. Good Conduct Medal, National Defense Service Medal, and Expert Rifle. After the Army, Michael joined the Teamsters Union where he worked as a truck driver. And he had no family and he has nobody to go and pay respect to him. I think it would be a nice thing to go and do that. All right? So the final arrangements are entrusted to Simone's Madison Funeral. Uh, Simone's Madison Funeral. Let me see where the address is. Do we have the address here, Misty? Memorial will be held 2 p.m. until funeral services uh, at 4 p.m. Saturday, November 13th. Simmons Madison Funeral Home, 305 Park Street, Elgin, Illinois, 60120. Reverend Timothy Perry will be there. And mourners are encouraged to review, and people are encouraged to go there. This is something you do nice. You didn't know him. You didn't have to know him. He's a veteran. It's Veterans Day. He has nobody to go and pay respect to him. I think it's a nice thing to do. I, um, unfortunately, am flying in that evening. But I am going to send Jim square-toed boots, and I will pay him to go. Misty, offer him money. You know he'll do anything for a couple bucks. And I think it's the least we could do pay our respects to a veteran who has nobody to mourn him. I think that's something that's nice, and it's something more than just saying thank you for your service. That's me, Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing today, Sean? Good, how are you? Uh, back to that uh, caller that called up the female that said that, you know, it's a rough road ahead and it looks like we might lose and the, and the country's lost its roots in Christianity. Trish, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think what we have to do is I think we have to understand what the, what the, what the uh, situation is. And uh, 
if you want to look at it, I look at it just like Lincoln did. And I, I go back to Lincoln and his Cooper's Union speech. And I'm not trying to be a teacher here, but oh. that speech was broken up into three different parts. And one of the parts was basically, uh, we are not going to agree with the South on many different things. But the one thing we will agree with is that we will never give in because the South will never stop pushing us and trying to break us. What we have to understand is we have an enemy that will try and demoralize us and break us. And there is no dealing with this enemy. We have to confront it head on, and we have to beat it with the ideas that were put into words in our Constitution. And we need to do this, and we need not lose sight of what we need to do. And and we need to push back everywhere there is an infringement on any concept of what our republic stands for. There's another, yes, you're exactly right, but there there is an option here. You have to, people understand, people have to understand, of all incomes, of all backgrounds, have to understand that what keeps the United States together is force right now. That is not the ideological way that this country is supposed to work. So the problem I have with Lincoln is that he justified justified for one reason or another or multitude and by the way don't forget history is written by liars if you look at some of the the things that went into the civil war it had a lot to do with money i know people want to want to say it was slavery and it was a component of it but the reality is there was a decision made and that decision was violence i don't ever want that to happen again and it doesn't neither have, do i sean it doesn't have sean, to happen sean, yeah, I don't want that to happen either. I want to make that very clear. I do not yeah. want no, that no, 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 I understand. I, 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 I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did. What I am saying, yeah. however, is that you have a senator of Texas say that he will make certain that Texas secedes from a nation that is destroying itself, that's committing suicide under the, the policies of the corrupt fascists. That's important. Now, another state will join. Because as you know, the cowards will be run to brave or they just need somebody to go first. So now other states will join that. And that conversation, that civil conversation of, you do not get to force us into complacency on anything. We are not victims because you were elected. And that's why it's very deceitful how Democrats keep saying democracy, democracy, democracy. Because what they don't want people to know is we, in fact, are a republic. We are not a democracy. 51 does not vote away the rights of 49. End of story. Law and precedent is here in our laws. This is a, an ideological war where we have to be smarter. We have to be more aware of what they're doing. That's why when I come on here, Greg, I point out the obvious and total corruption, obvious and total lies, and the obvious and total swindle that is the Biden regime. That's very important to focus on. Every aspect of their policies, every platform position, not only is steeped in force, it's deceit. Now, the rest of the country, even Democrats, some that are still calling themselves that because they remember their grandfather voted for Kennedy or whatever the hell they're doing. They will see this and reject it. That's why I like having Ray Lopez on. Ray Lopez is not a Chicago Mafia Democrat. He's unfortunately a guy who calls himself a Democrat, probably because he realizes he has to to get elected. But he's not a Democrat. Now, whether he realizes that or not is irrelevant. What what he is is a decent person who may have hundreds or thousands of constituents that respect him for that. So when those good people sit up and say, I am not in the mafia, 
I'm not stupid enough to, to not see what you're doing. I'm not corrupt enough to be in on the scheme. That's how you fix, thing, th- fix things through your non-participation in the swindle, in the lie. And that's what needs to happen on a massive, massive scale. Now, ironically, Greg, I think we're going to get support from people you didn't think you'd get support from. There are people out there who believe themselves to be so-called progressives, who are now victims of tyranny that they are rejecting, victims of corruption that they are seeing. Ironically, I think there's going to be a big, a big move by people who are captured in California, who are captured in Illinois, who are captured in New York, and other Democrat mafia strongholds against the Biden administration. I think that's what Virginia told us, and I think that's the hope. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. And ultimately, the mask will come off the greatest, the absolute greatest golden goose in political corruption in world history. It's not health care, although that's a good one. It's the eco-Nazi green energy movement. The eco-Nazi green energy movement has nothing to do with energy, has nothing to do with climate control, and every single thing to do with just people control. Because their agenda is wrong. Their mission statement of carbon dioxide is wrong. They're wrong. They're completely in the wrong direction. And now... They're absolutely and totally lying. Now, there's a great number of people that want this to happen. There's a great number of people that believe this witchcraft and believe this swindle. They're cultists. Climate change is a cult. It is as dangerous as Jonestown and the Hare Krishnas and all the rest of these cultists who are willing to sacrifice human beings in the name of their God. But when you see an American politician go to foreign soil, and tell absolute and total lies, even his constituents will realize it. So I'll turn it over to Congressman Blumenauer of Oregon and the Ways and Means Committee. Thank you, Chair Castro. Now, before I let him go on, the Ways and Means Committee is an extremely powerful committee. The way in which this piece of garbage got on the committee is that he bought the position from the DNC. What he is going to advocate is, is absolute and total control of all citizens. But the way in which he's going to get there is to tell a knowing lie. A race against time. I came here uh, buoyed by the experience I had with Speaker Pelosi in the first uh, select committee. It took on new urgency for me this year with the horrific events. There was one day this summer in Portland where temperatures in the heart of my district hit 180 degrees. That is an absolute and total lie. The way in which Oregon gets the temperature that it broke was 106 degrees. There was an area where they said it was 118 degrees. The area was an airport with blacktop. The record that it broke was set in 1965. The record that the 1965 broke was set in the hottest year on record, 1933. We've only been taking records since 1898. These are swindlers who do not want the people to know the actual history They have got them believing that carbon dioxide is a pollutant rather than 
a building block of our environment completely. Anyone who's gone through a fifth grade science class knows that. In fact, what they're doing will do more damage than what they say they want to achieve. But this happened in California. We now know that the California forest fires were set by a communist professor. We also know that it's the decisions that the California government make is why they have a drought. Because they were more concerned about fish that do not exist anymore than they were the people that needed the water. So it will only be a matter of time. Unfortunately, it will be a painful time that this will be tolerated by all, any citizen. Now, the forum he's at is about world domination. It's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. Now, the question is, will the people of the world accept it? Right now, in Austria, they are being locked up because of vaccine status. Australia, same thing. Canada just opened its borders after who knows how many months of being locked up by fascists. So it's not all doom and gloom. The excitement is citizens around the world are, in my opinion, going to reject this kind of bald-faced lie. People died. But the United States came to this conference with the leadership of our speaker, our president, an unprecedented package of legislation that we have moving The speaker is a joke among everyone but Democrats. She is not only the picture of plastic surgery gone awry. The fact that she's worth half a billion dollars from political corruption is known throughout the world. Joe Biden is not just embarrassing us here in America. He's a punchline around the world. He's an 80-year-old dementia patient who's staggering around with a panty liner on pretending to be the president. Don't buy this spiel. It's not as gloomy as they picture it. And by the way, their legislation, even when it passes, will fail like everything they touch fails. And sooner or later, even their so-called followers will have to admit the lie. 312-642-5600. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Best song ever. I'm listening to that on the way well, home, I buddy. I grew up quick and I grew up I mean. My song. fists got hard, my wits got keen. Roamed from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars. I'd search the honky-tonks and bars and kill that man and give me that awful name. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I'd just hit town, and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew at an old saloon on a street. Boy, now Sue would be our transportation secretary or our chamber of commerce leader or in charge of the Fed. Poor Johnny. Didn't know there was a pension that came with that ridiculous name. Doug and McHenry. Hey, it's Sean. Yes. I, uh, I'm calling to uh, just tell you that it was uh, very honorable of you to talk about that veteran. And I don't remember his name, but I went through a similar situation with my father. Uh-huh. And it was a very small circle of people because he was 88, you know, kind of yeah. 
baby himself. But uh, the VFW got involved, and he had a, a wonderful uh, military service. And the thing about it, Sean, is that 50 or 60 people showed up that I didn't know, even know who they were. That's awesome. So all I'm saying is that was a very honorable mention. Oh, thank you. And, um, His name is Michael R. Pump. Michael Pump. Michael Pump, okay. Yeah. I, I think if the word gets out, it's going to be quite, quite nice. Are you in that area? No, that's the, I can't make it. No problem, but, no problem. Well, I got a guy I going for to us. you every night, man. I've listened to you since you were on with you know Dan and and Amy in the morning. I yeah, yeah. I listen to you, man. Thank so you, brother. I, someday I'll meet you. Yeah, absolutely. You come to the next event. I look forward to it. If not, you stop at the cigar store when I'm back in the sewer, which will be next week. All right. Okay, buddy. All right. Yeah. Thank you. You Doug. take care, Sean. I appreciate you. Take care. See, that's what I mean. This is more than a show. This is why it's not for Democrats. The idea that, that some slimy bastard who went and uh, voted for uh, little Mike Madigan and was in on the scam with Eddie Burke and his zoot suit. I can't even stand that we have to be in the same state as these people. They make me sick to my stomach. Kind of people that believe in this eco-Nazism. That's all this is. This is absolute and total lies and frauds. CO2. Get the hell out of here. It's an infinitesimal infinitesimal percentage of greenhouse gases, but everyone's afraid to say, you're a liar. Hey, eco-Nazi dimwit. The, the teenager, the poor little teenager who's been brainwashed makes more sense than our politicians. She knows the spiel and the lie better than our politicians do. They can't even make it up fast, 180 degrees. You have to be an absolute moron. Listen to this idiot. So I'll turn it over to Congressman Blumenauer of Oregon and the Ways and Means Committee. They have no sense of actual history. There is a book out there called Climate Gate by Brian Sussman. Read it because he's a scientist. They go back thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. The CO2 was 50 times what it is. There wasn't a Buick to be seen, not a Buick. They're lying with phony data. That fat just rubbed my chakra, Al Gore, that scumbag, has made hundreds of millions. Meantime, they're all flying around and living the life. But it's you, 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 you truck worker, you, you beautician, the accountant, the lawyer, they're all the bad ones. But these scumbags get to do whatever they want. By the way, how did this dimwit get to Europe? Anybody know? By the way, who paid for it? Wasn't him, because these pimps and whores of politics pay for nothing. Thank you, Chair Castro. We are in a race against time. I came here uh, buoyed by the experience I had with Speaker Pelosi in the first uh, select committee. Uh, it took on new urgency for me this year with the horrific events. There was one day this summer in Portland where temperatures in the heart of my district hit 180 degrees. See, now what I miss about my neighborhood... I don't care who it was. If they told you a lie like that, you, 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 it, believe me, they were sorry they did. If they could lie to your face like that, 180 degrees, and it's all about the build back better. Who do we got? We got Pelosi. We got Biden, Kamala Harris, and the rest of the Fourth Reich. If I'm going to listen to propaganda from Nazis and statists, I like it in German. Du, meine Arbeit. 
für richtig hältst. Ob du glaubst, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass ich gearbeitet habe, dass ich mich in diesen Jahren für dich eingesetzt habe, dass ich anständig meine Zeit verwendet habe im Dienste meines Volkes. Gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab. Wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingesetzt habe. Hey, and the Democrats cheer. Build back better. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I don't speak that romantic language. 312-642-5600. Give me fever When you kiss me fever Love that show. Love that song. I got to tell you, I did you guys such a favor today because I love you. You're part of the radio family. Do you really want to hear these frauds, these swindlers? How about Nooner Harris? You want to hear from her philosophy of things? The whole reason you even know her name is Sweet Willie Brown, and you don't want to know how he got the name or his definition of dictate. That's for sure. It's ridiculous, these Fourth Reich failures. Selling that BS drives me insane. Ray in his car. Hey, uh, Sean, did yeah. you ever know how many private jets flew in for the conference on climate? I know, but do you know that you tapped into a scandal? I don't know if you know that or not. Originally, the report was 450. And the 450 report came because they totaled up around the world. So what Forbes did is they said, whoa, 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 let's not get crazy. So they have 118 private jets. 118. But we'll never really know because we're getting the numbers from their Pravda. We're not getting the numbers from actual reporters. But the whole thing is, you know, Ray, why do you think they got the scheme of carbon tax? The scheme of carbon tax is that so the elite are the ones that can afford to live. So that the people who are unfortunately prisoners under their f- corruption and their failure, like the sewer ghettos of Chicago, they're not going to be able to move anymore. And that's what they want. It's a real well, swindle, Ray. It's a real swindle. Well, and I can't stand that it's winning popularity. Well, as Mark Twain said, uh, Sean, it's easier to fool people than convince them they've been fooled. Oh, I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the latter. Thank you very much, Ray, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I played this clip yesterday, uh, and if you're on the line, Dr. Joe, hang on a minute. I'm going to get to you. Um, I played this clip yesterday when we went uh, streaming, when we were preempted by subsidized students in tights. Uh, I think it's important in case you missed it. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for this press conference. My name is Julia Arana. I'm from South America, from Comunicarse, Chile. I have two questions. The first one is, uh, can you give me more details about uh, this proposed bill about a carbon tax, $20 carbon tax uh, you may propose? Uh, what uh, I need some more details uh, on how optimistic you are to prove this uh, proposed bill. And the second question is, we were uh, expecting to hear in former President Obama some mention about a $100 billion goal uh, for finance, uh, we didn't hurt. We also didn't hurt in uh, actual President Biden. And can you uh, tell us what are you doing to push forward to uh, um, complete this goal? Thank you very much. Now, this South American communist wants $100 billion for Chile, a country that was saved by the Chicago 8, and then the, the welfare roaches that make up the society, decided they wanted to be socialist again. Now they want America to underwrite this climate carbon tax swindle. So here's the rebuttal of a representative in this country. Anybody want to guess 
what uh, party he's a member of. You guessed it. Fourth Reich. I think I'll ask Mr. Blumenauer to address the, the first part, and then I can address the, the um, climate financing. Uh, in the short term, it's going to be very difficult to have a carbon fee or carbon tax in the United States. We continue to have that on the table. We're looking at other areas, for example, a carbon border adjustment. Carbon border adjustment, carbon tax, carbon welfare, carbon trade, handcuffs, straitjackets, fascism. That's what he really means, the Fourth Reich member. The only thing missing is the stylish Hugo Boss instead of the cheaply made Brooks Brothers. Dr. Joe, displains. Um, am, am I on? This is Dr. Joe. You are on, Dr. Joe. Okay. You, how uh, it amazes me about the hypocrisy of the left. They are caring so much about the planet that they don't want the United States to be drilling for oil, yet it's okay to be getting oil from somewhere else, <laughs> which I don't think it makes any difference for the planet, whether it is drilled in the United States or elsewhere. You know what uh, else I love, about, me, I love about your point, Dr. Yeah. Joe? Is that they yeah. prefer you enrich countries that abuse women that keep them in their beekeeper costumes, that mutilate their genitals, the whole time promoting the agenda of so-called women and men who feel like women as they abuse kids. The only countries we're enriching with the Biden energy policies are the remaining handful of countries that believe in slavery, that apparently there's a big movement in the Democrat Party to rectify. And the good news is, doctor, it's not going to bother one of their voters because their voters are either moron or mafia corrupt bastards, one or the other. Yeah, they don't they don't understand or they don't want to understand. But it reminds me back uh, when I was much younger, when I was in graduate school, we were doing uh, experiments in animals. They were allowing us to do experiments in rats that they came from the United States. But uh, for cats and dogs, the animal anti-cruelty society, they were not letting... American cats and dogs to be uh, operated on so that we were importing all the cats and the dogs from Mexico. I don't know if it had anything to do because the cats and the dogs from Mexico didn't speak English. Yeah. But uh, it even sucks to be a cat or a dog in Mexico is the moral of your story. Why'd you hang up on my guy? Did he just drop off? Oh, we lost Dr. Joe. I wanted to find out what country he was from. Dr. Joe, if you're listening, we got cut off. I apologize for that. That was none of our doing. I love the call. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, uh, hey Sean. Uh, great show. Uh, Thank you. I was in the Army Reserves for uh, six years as a drill sergeant in the uh, late 60s. And I want to thank all of the vets, especially the vets that lost their lives uh, so that we can enjoy the freedoms we have today. And the policies that this stumbled bum and his vice president, uh, Tickle Me Kamala, have, are a slap in the face to the veterans, past and present. And finally, I'd like to tell everybody out there, don't listen to what the Democrats have to say, because the devil was once an angel. Thanks, Sean. Rich, I want to thank you, brother. And you were, did you say you were a drill sergeant in the 60s? Yes. Wow. Can you imagine? You think that, that, you think that any of these kids in the, the barista costumes, fighting to go to school in skirts, 
You think any of them could have lasted two weeks in boot camp in the 60s? Not, not at all. Not at all. Oh, Rich. It was really, it was really, they were really tough back then. Oh, of course. I appreciate what you did. I got an uncle who got beat up numerous times in boot camp. I hope you weren't the guy, but anyway, you made a hell of a Marine out of him. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Rich. That's when men were men, and the girls knew it. Girls didn't want to be men back then. And if they did, they weren't quite sure how to get it, and they still can't. You know, you can't sew on the Schwansteiger, right? 312-642-5600. I'll tell you what, Bonnie, you are on today, kid. On. I can't believe how fast this show is. Get, get Gorka on the line. I'm taking that out. Bill, LaSalle County. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this weekend, I believe it was the Biden administration talked about a uh, study into the effects on our troops from all the toxic stuff during the, the Gulf Wars. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that might be a edge into them going after the drilling giants, uh, Halliburton and Schlumberger, uh, because of, you know, those oil wells being aflame all in that situation because the, that Treasury nominee, that commie Treasury nominee, yeah. has basically come out and said that their goal is to bankrupt the energy. Her name is Soli Amarova. Soli Amarova is an absolute and total communist from the University of Moscow. Numerous papers on communism. And, Bill, don't talk. I'm going to play the clip so people are reminded. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt. In, in, in short order, at least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? So that, that, that's what you're talking And I'll tell you what, I love my Marxism. I love the fascism with that little accent. I think that's the way it should be. It bothers me when it comes out of a drunk, dementia-ridden Irish person with panty liners on. I don't like that. But I do like it with an accent. So, yeah, that's obviously the goal. You're 100% right. And this is why it isn't about climate change. It isn't about American prosperity. It's about degrowth. And what they are, their goal is is to put you in the straitjacket of servitude. This is serfdom. This is what everyone warned about. And we now know through history where these policies lead. And for some reason, there are still butter-handed buffoons out there. Willing to vote. Well, you know, Schlumberger is very, very active in all of the fracking, especially in the Wyoming area. And what else about fracking doesn't happen when oil is cheap? It's not profitable. But when oil is $100 a barrel, fracking then becomes some, an option. And politicians get bribed. This is the problem. And uh, hopefully it's not going where you think it is, but it's going to be a long three and a half years, Bill. And by the way, take a picture of the gas pump that everyone's complaining about. And in a year, you're going you're gonna to wish you were paying what you're paying now. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. That is the goal. Kurt Johnsburg. Yeah, hi, Sean. Do you know where most of the Union soldiers came from in the Civil War? I know my grandmother... I know my grandmother was very proud of one that she had in her family, but they came from probably, I would say, the South. No. Go ahead. No. They came from uh, Chicago. Yeah. And uh, most of the Union soldiers did. I know. I'm kidding. And so I'd like to thank all the Union soldiers who fought for racial equality. 
today. <laughs> That's what they have you believe. Although I got to tell you, Kurt, did you ever read the book Unmasking Lincoln by Thomas DiLorenzo? I suggest you do, Kurt. We'll be back. I can't believe how fast it is. We'll be back 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.